Dear police officers of Reddit, have you ever responded to a call for paranormal reasons? Not me, but my dad was a cop for 32 years. This was one of his craziest calls. A call goes out for reported screaming it's mid-January, important later, my father and another office respond to find a known deranged individual, very long rap sheet and has been in and out of psychiatric care for years, sitting on the front porch holding a double-sided wood splitting axe. Steam is coming up off of the grass and there are chunks lying all over the lawn. Upon interviewing the suspect he admits that he and a friend were playing poker, the suspect was losing nearly every hand and came to the conclusion that his friend was a haint, southern for ghost, and was cheating him. The suspect grabbed the axe and chased his friend outside and hacked him into dozens of pieces thus causing the warm blood to create steam on the grass. My dad tells the suspect that he needs to get in the police car because it's haint proof. He said the suspect dropped the axe and sprinted to get in the back seat while thanking them for helping him. TL, doctor my father convinced an axe murder to get in his cop car because it's ghost proof. Holy shit got my first reddit gold. I'm gonna go retire in Guatemala. No, but I still managed to freak myself out. A guy calls, around 1.30am, claims several people are running around his yard blowing slide whistles. Can't see anything, just keeps hearing it. Sounds odd but maybe kids are being kids. On my way when the dispatcher says the guy called back, says it may be radio interference causing the hidden transmitters in the house to make noise. What? So I get there, and this guy is clearly just a little crazy. Tells me about how ADT put recorders in his house and his neighbors are running around making this noise and he's losing sleep and so on and so on. I'm mentally dismissing this whole thing and beginning to try placating him when I hear it. 5 rip. From outside, to my right. A sound I'd never heard before. Definitely not a bird. I visibly react, and he goes you heard IT. I says yeah, I sure did. He's extremely relieved, thanking god he's not crazy. I ask a few questions and hear it again. 5 rip. This time, more to the left. I ask if he's had problems with his neighbors and he launches into a tirade about how people have always been out to get him because, despite the authenticity of this noise, the fella is still a bit unhinged. As I'm talking to him. 5rp 5rp 5rp. The whole time. From the left, then behind, right, right again, left. Every 20 to 60 seconds. So I tell him I'll check outside. He's worried for my safety, but I assure him I'll be okay. I set off into the darkness, in rural Missouri, to investigate a fleeting noise I've never heard before. I'm going slow, shining my light around. 5rp. Off to my right. I'm telling myself I'm being silly. Ghosts aliens monsters none of that is real. 5 rip. Straight ahead, in the darkness. I'm in the backyard now, looking towards the wood line when. 5 rip. Sounding like it was about 4 feet behind me. I scan around, hand on the butt of my pistol, feeling equal measures freaked out and stupid. I catch movement on the roof, scan upward, pistol half drawn. I hear it one more time. 5 rip. Just as my gaze settles on one of these sons of bitches. Spinning lazily, every time the wind breezed. Fuck, I'm stupid. My uncle works for dispatch in my town and he recently told my family of the weirdest call he's ever gotten. He says that he had received a call from a landline one night and when he answered it there was only static on the other end. This happened two more times. Finally he calls his squad to go check out the address from the caller ID. When the cops got there and walked into the house they immediately saw that there was a dead body. The person had been dead for 5 months. The craziest part about it was that there was no electricity or any other utility working. 
so there is no way they should have been able to get those calls into dispatch. But if they hadn't, who knows how long that person's body would have stayed there. I am not a cop but. Three years ago our very elderly next door neighbor died suddenly in her house. They found her body five days later in the kitchen. Fast forward to last summer. I'm sitting in my house watching a movie and all of a sudden about eight police cars come out of nowhere sirens blaring lights on in most park in that empty house. Some park in my driveway so I went outside to see what was up. A police officer went through the quick formalities and asked if I had seen anything strange in the past five minutes. I replied no and rather hesitantly asked what was going on. He said that the police department received a call from the house and when the operator picked up the line went dead. I stayed at a friend's that night. My uncle was the sheriff of a small town in New Mexico. He was a the most hardcore person in our family, super straight-laced, never really beast and wasn't at all a joker. So when he told this story, backed up by my aunt, we all believed it without question. A local reporter named Bob D would always show up at any major police activity from the police scanner. Big car wrecks, fires, anything worth maybe reporting in the local paper. Everybody on the force knew Bob D. He was around at least once or twice a week at various police activities. Bob was a bit of a joker himself, he would mess with people by flicking behind their ears. People would react to the flicks thinking it was a bug only to turn around and see it was Bob jerking around. Everybody liked Bob. Unfortunately, Bob had bad lung cancer and died pretty suddenly. His wife buried him, against his wishes, he wanted to be cremated. For the next couple of weeks, after his funeral, People kept talking about seeing Bob at car wrecks, fires, all the same stuff he used to report on. There were 20 to 30 reports like this from civilians and members of the force. My uncle didn't buy it. Until the night he and my aunt showed up at our house, gun drawn, pale as paper. We asked him what the hell happened, and he had to sit down, take his breath, compose himself and start to outline what happened. Note, this is a guy that I never saw get rattled, by anything. He said. My aunt and he were sitting on the couch in their house watching TV. My uncle kept scratching at his ear, over and over. Finally my aunt asked him what the problem was and he turned around just in time to see their bedroom door open. Bob D standing there in the doorway. Clear as day. My uncle jumped up, cussed or something, got my aunt's attention who turned to see him there too. As soon as they both made eye contact with him, Bob smiled, turned, walked across the living room and out their front door. Closed the door behind himself and was gone. My uncle got control of himself and ran outside. Gun drawn looking for Bob, but he was gone. At that point they ran over to our place. We went over there and didn't see anything but my aunt and uncle stayed at our place that night. At work the next day, all the guys on the force were giving my uncle lots of we told you so. People around town said they saw Bob D show up at police scenes for at least another two thirds months. My dad saw him in our darkroom in our basement with a friend. He was flicking their ears in the dark. During the third month people that saw him kept saying he was looking worse and worse. My uncle saw him two more times, each time confirming he was looking more and more worn. My dad had concluded that he was decomposing and his ghost was reflecting that process. Every time my ear itches, I get goosebumps. Yes actually, really fucking weird. Back when I was working as a cop on a military base, I loved working night shift. Didn't deal with 99% of the bullshit that day shift dealt with and what little stuff we did deal with was usually really interesting. Well most every building on a base is alarmed and the alarms are tied right into the desk so we know the instant they go off. When we get an alarm activation, we close the base, and go check the building, pull on all the doors, see if we can get in. If we can, 
We go into the building and secure it, check all the doors and corners to see if someone set the alarm off. Well one night I was on patrol with my alpha, partner, and we get called to respond to an alarm activation at the elementary school. So we go, secure the building, and call in that the building is all secure. No problem, keep patrolling. So about 15 to 20 minutes go by and we get another alarm activation. We get back out there and check and now there is a maintenance door open that leads into a boiler roomish thing. Nothing in it, we close it, lock it and get out. Another 20 minutes. And another alarm. We respond, all the doors are still locked and we can't get in, maintenance door is locked. Call in the all clear. This time my buddy and I sit on opposite sides of the school and watch to see if someone is coming and yanking the doors real hard to set the alarm off. We sit there and watch, nothing happens and right as we're about to leave, another alarm activation as we're sitting there. We inform the desk that we'd like the building manager on site to help us secure the interior and to let us in. This is like now 3 a.m. Building custodian shows up and we start doing a walkthrough, checking all the classrooms and checking all the maintenance rooms and that's when we see one of the maintenance doors open with the lights on in the room. Now this room is literally the size of a closet. We walk down there and look in, no one's in it and that door is locked when it closes. We look in there and we find a single footprint of a bare foot made of water, left foot is a recall, of a small child. Freaked the living hell out of us because no one reported a missing child and the entire building was clear and still locked up. No one left, no one entered and we checked every inch of that damn place, literally a 3 hour deep sweep including ceiling tiles. Freaked the ever loving shit out of us and to this day, my partner refuses to go into that school. Speaking of which, schools are really fucking spooky when they're empty. Not my call, but my dad served for 25 years. Wasn't really a ghost story but I think it's worth telling. One night he gets a call from a woman who says her neighbor has made a pact with the devil. The woman calling is about 35 and a religious wacko. The neighbor called about is about 75 at the time. My dad went over and knocked on the door, and the old lady answers, all happy, nice place decorated the same way for the past 50 years. She invites my dad in without even asking why he came, makes him some coffee, and asks how his day was. Naturally at this point my dad is wondering what the heck the call was about, but it came clear soon. At some point my dad realizes he isn't the only person she is talking to, and that she thinks her apartment is full of people. My dad thanks her for the coffee and she tells him to come back anytime. The whole time she was talking he was writing down the names of the people she was talking to, and does some research on her when he gets back. Turns out she was talking to family members, who were all dead. She had a daughter, three sons, a brother and a husband. All dead, and she had no family, and no friends. She hadn't spoken to another person in years, her groceries were delivered and she rarely left her apartment. Over the next 19 years my dad took care of her, my sister and I came over all the time and just sat and talked with her, she even taught me how to cook. Over the years she stabilized and stopped talking to her dead relatives, she just needed people to live with. She actually lived till she was 94 and died in the guest room of my parents house since it had become harder to take care of her from a distance as she got closer to the end. She was like a grandma for us. TL, doctor, nut called about devil contacting old lady turned into great part of my whole family life and one of few moments that make me think humanity can be good. One of the nice things about working in small towns is the, unique, problems that you learn to solve. One such problem belonged to a sweet little old lady who lived in big, old mansion over in the old section of town. She had a, ahem, ghost infestation. Now, most of the time this was alright, I think she liked the company, 
but once in a while the ghosts would get a wee bit rowdy. Thereupon, she'd call the SO and one of us would be dispatched to take care of the situation. We'd show up, she'd let us into the huge old house, the officer would go upstairs and read a stern warning to the ghosts. I found that if you took George C. Scott's speech from Patton, complete with pacing back and forth and gestures, and cleaned up the language a bit, the ghosts would normally be impressed enough to keep quiet for a week or two. Once you were done, you'd go back downstairs, where the lady would stuff you full of homemade cinnamon rolls and iced tea, and you'd swap gossip for a while. One day the sheriff gets a bright idea, we take care of this situation once and for all. Plans are made. People are notified. We wait for the call. And one Friday evening, she calls. Not only are the ghosts rowdy, it sounds like they're having a party. And, delivered in whispered tones, she thinks she heard some girl ghosts giggling up there, and this wasn't right. The call goes out. We load up our full-time officers, all four of them, we get our reserves, mostly security from a local federal facility, we don our ninja gear, we mount our trusty steed, reworked, Korea Air Ambulance, and we sway and sputter and backfire and shudder and creak our way over hill and through dale. Once on location, a hasty whispered conference takes place. Who looks the least threatening? That would be yours truly having hysterics in the back. Up I go, I knock on the door, tell the little old lady that we're here to solve her problem and seat her on the porch swing with a blanket. Crash. 20 SWAT rhinos in full gear hit the door, clear the bottom floor tactically, flow the stairs, and then the shouting starts. Hey, you. Yes, you. Out, out, out. One here. Out, out, out. Clear. You. Yes, you. Where do you think you're going? Out, out, out. Thus were our thoroughly scared and cowed, albeit invisible, subjects herded to the front lawn, where the sheriff is standing on the roof of the ambulance, excuse me, SWAT vehicle, delivering his patented fire and brimstone, straight path slash crooked path speech. Complete with finger pointing arm-waving and emotional entreaties to what only absolute cynic would consider an empty lawn. Watched with great interest by all the neighbors, heck, most of the town, who promptly got out the lawn chairs, the sodas and the snacks and basically started a block party. Sigh. Small towns. Once we were done, and had allowed the thoroughly chastised and completely humbled spirits back upstairs, we sat in her kitchen, in black BDUs, rifles, shotguns, etc., eating cinnamon rolls and drinking iced tea. During this last part, the lady whispered to me that we had missed one. Never said I wasn't fast on my mental feet, I promptly whispered back that he was too young to be subjected to such a scary action. She examined him closely and declared that I was probably right. It took the ghosts almost three months to go back to their rowdy ways. Hey! Law Dog! Worked as a police officer in a small town in rural Nebraska. Back in the 90s, I was patrolling through town in winter. We had several abandoned houses in town, but one seemed to have the attraction of copper thieves, so we were told to keep an eye on it. Drove by at around 7.00p, since it sat on a corner lot, I had a clear view of all four sides of the house. As I drove around the corner, nothing looks out of the ordinary. About two hours later I drive by again and the back door is wide open. I know that the back door was not open when I drove by it earlier. Looking at the snow on the ground around the house, there were no footprints. So I think what the hell? Call dispatch, tell them I'm investigating an open door at that address and ask for a county sheriff to start my way. I walk to the open door, pull out my flashlight and shine it inside. The house has obviously been gutted for the most part. The plaster walls have been torn down, debris piles everywhere, 
Since there were no footprints in the snow around the door other than mine, and with all the dust on the floor not showing any footprints, I'd chalk it up to the wind or maybe the door just opened on its own. I was about to secure the door when I heard a loud thump come from upstairs and what sounded like kids laughing. So I enter the house and yell out police department, come downstairs. More of what sounds like kids playing. I tell dispatch that it sounds like there are kids in the house and start making my way through the kitchen into the living room where the stairs are. All the while cautiously checking the main floor. Two more times I hear something upstairs, but since I've had no response, I start thinking maybe it's an animal. Still, I hear what I'd swear was kids laughing. I head upstairs and it all gets quiet. The upstairs is relatively small with a hallway at the top of the stairs that has one bedroom on the right, one straight ahead at the end of the hall, and a bedroom on the left. As I get to the top of the stairs, I hear a thump in the bedroom to the left. I carefully peek around the door and it's an empty room with a small pile of plaster and wood debris in the middle. No kidding, sitting on top of the pile of debris was a page torn out of a child's book with a picture of a police officer on it. The hair stood up on the back of my neck, I got out of that room, quickly cleared the other rooms upstairs and got the fuck out of there. Told dispatch nobody was in the house, locked the back door and never went back in there again. When I was in high school, the days before cell phones were common, my friends were to come over to pick me up from my house one night. We had made plans at school for them to pick me up at 7pm. At 6, my parents said I had to come with them to do something, and I totally forgot to call my friends and tell them. They came to my house at 7pm, and called the house phone. No one answered. There was four of them in the car. They all told us the exact same story. They said that they were about to pull out of my driveway, but they saw someone peek through the blinds from the bedroom on the top floor right. That was my room, so they assumed that I was fucking around. Five more times, they said that someone would peek through the blinds, and a couple of them said they even saw the person's eyes. We got home at probably 7.10 to 7.15, and they were still in our driveway. One of my friends came over and said they thought I was messing with them. Then they asked me, so, who's staying in your room? I told them that no one. So they asked, who's, home at your house right now? Again, I told them, no one. Their stone-cold faces then told me what they had seen repeatedly over the last 15 minutes. At first, we all thought there was a burglar in the house or something, so we called the cops. They came over and inspected the house. There was zero signs of break-in, nothing was touched and nothing was stolen. Our house had an alarm on it, so there is no way someone could have come into the house without setting off the alarm. My family, my friends, and the cop all kind of stood around for a few minutes, trying to make sense of the situation. My friends swore up and down and still do, that they couldn't have imagined what they saw. All four of them saw the same things, and it wasn't particularly a dark night so their eyes wouldn't be playing tricks on them. To this day, none of us can make sense of the situation. Edit, I know this isn't what the thread asked, but it is quite relevant, and I wanted to share this explainable thing that happened in my life. The cop also played a pretty big role, because he too was dumbfounded. At first he thought my friends were fucking around. But there was no joy in their face throughout the entire thing. They were confused and at times, terrified. Called to a residence out in the boonies this was in Wyoming, so the boonies are really the boonies, at about 11pm about suspicious activity. When we get there, we are told by the family living there that there are very strange screams coming from a creek area about 1000 feet out. And sure enough, waiting outside on the porch with them for about a minute, I hear it. It is very hard to describe what it sounded like. It was like a woman in very severe distress, but higher pitched, and each scream lasted for about 10 to 15 seconds, it never sounded like it was saying anything, 
It just sounded like a cry of sheer terror. And it repeated again. We tell the family we are going to investigate, so we just walk down to the creek since it was nice out. We hear about two more screams, getting louder as we approach the creek. By now, we're both kind of freaked out. There are two possibilities, someone is getting murdered slash maimed in the creek bed, or it's a wild animal. As we approach the creek bed, we hear no screams for about 5 minutes. We search around and find nothing, yelling at the top of our lungs for somebody to come towards if they are there. Then, we hear the exact same scream behind us, exactly from where we came from. We get about halfway back to the house, and the scream comes so loudly it seems to be right next to us. We frantically shine our flashlights everywhere and find nothing, no eye glints of animals, no rustling of bushes, just silence. We trace our steps back, and the scream comes from around the creek again. This time, it lasted about 30 seconds and was much louder than before. Our retreat becomes a little more hastened. By this time we were both scared shitless and verified with the family to call us again if they heard it. They never called again, and we got the hell out of there. I still don't know what it was, as an avid outdoorsman, I know no animal makes a cry like that, especially one that can move stealthily without being spotted by flashlights. Something else that weirded me out was that it was completely silent while the screams were happening. During summer in Wyoming, there is always some type of ambient animal sounds, frogs croaking, crickets chirping, owls hooting, coyotes howling, etc., but there was nothing. Until we were leaving and the screams had stopped. Then a frog started croaking. It gives me the creeps just thinking about it still.